Hello and welcome to a Tuesday afternoon session of Bill Allen's Facebook Classes. Glad to have you with me today. Again, I'm Bill Allen. This is coming to you live from downtown Tyler, Texas, West Irwin Church of Christ. If you're watching it on my Facebook page live on Tuesday afternoon, August 29th, you could be watching it a little bit later on my Facebook page, or you could be watching it later on our West Irwin Church of Christ Facebook page our West Irwin Live Facebook page, where you can also see our Sunday assemblies at 10 a.m., or also our website at westirwin.com. That's Irwin, E-R-W-I-N, westirwin.com. You go over to the tab that says uh, Connections, and you scroll down, and you find Live Stream, and you click on that, and then you find the View Archives a little bit further down from there. And, uh, and that's where all of these are. So glad to have you joining in. We've been doing this all year. On Tuesdays, we follow Oswald Chambers' daily devotional reading uh, from uh, My Upmost for His Highest. That's where we'll be today. Uh, and on Thursdays, we use a book from Tim and Kathy Keller, The Songs of Jesus, that centers on the Psalms. And so we've been uh, going through that some on Thursdays as well. Uh, so today, it's from Oswald Chambers. It's from, from readings over the past several days that involve friendship. And it comes from a certain scripture that uh, is found in John uh, chapter 15. And so I thought it would be good to just read a verse or two from John, uh, since that's where some of this is coming from. Uh, John uh, 15, uh, and we're going to read verse 15. John 15, 15. I no longer call you servants, Jesus says, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You know, one of my mother's favorite hymn, if I'm remembering this correctly, my mother's favorite hymn was, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. And there's, uh, you know, there's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. There's all kinds of wonderful songs and hymns that stem from this passage and from uh, Jesus telling us that he considers us his friends. And that is such an amazing statement when you consider he's the son of God, he's the creator, he's all knowing, he knows all of the things where we've failed. And just like with the disciples that he told this to, in just a matter of hours after he made this statement, Peter would deny him three times, Judas Iscariot would betray him, to the Jewish uh, and Roman leaders, and they would crucify him. All the other apostles whose feet he had just washed in John 13 uh, would desert him and flee for their lives. And yet Jesus, and he knows just as well our sins and our shortcomings, and yet he says, I have called you friends. So what exactly does that mean? Think for a moment about your friends, about a best friend, about a close-knit group of people that you've been involved with and what all you do for each other and what exactly that friendship means. I think there are words that are going to come up in this reading uh, from Oswald Chambers that have to do with sacrifice and um, uh, being able to do something for that friend. In Jesus' case, being obedient to him as Lord and Master and uh, and finding that peace and joy that Jesus promised several times in these chapters in John, uh, starting in chapter 13 and then ending when he is arrested, 
after his prayer in John 17. Over and over again, he tells us, I'm telling you these things so that you'll have peace. I'm telling you these things so that you'll have my joy in you. And so what exactly does that uh, friendship with Jesus mean? Um, we understand that it means uh, sacrifice. Being a friend means being willing to sacrifice some of your own wishes, some of your own desires, uh, maybe even uh, some of your own wealth or energy uh, for the sake of someone else. Um, sometimes when we look, we sing that song, that old hymn, I Surrender All, and um, that's a great hymn, but do we really do that? We might put a condition on it, I'll surrender my all if it doesn't include this or that. Um, <clears throat> and yet we realize that uh, friendship with Jesus means that we uh, give, give everything uh, to him. Uh, and abandoning ourselves to Jesus, uh, Chambers says, uh, allows us to be able to have a taste of his joy. Uh, the ultimate goal of self-sacrifice is to lay down our lives for our friend. Uh, earlier in John 15, Jesus had said exactly that in that familiar passage, greater love has no one than this, that they would lay down their lives for their friends. And that's what Jesus did for us. We think of the great passage in Romans 12 where he says, therefore, in view of God's mercies, thinking about all the things that we have in Christ, um, present your bodies as living sacrifices. So when we talk about laying down our lives, there are some in this world who are called upon to confess the name of Christ even at risk of their actual physical lives. But for most of us, and certainly thankfully, at least for now, thankfully in this country, we, uh, we give our lives to Jesus in a different way. And that's by living for him every day, as I said in the sermon Sunday, 24-7, 365. Uh, sacrifice is that ultimate expression of love. And King David offered a sacrifice to God, and someone offered to give him the sacrifice that he could offer. And David said, no, 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 I'll pay for it because it's, it doesn't mean anything if, if someone else is paying the price. Uh, and of course, Jesus is the great example of what it means to sacrifice for his friends, and he calls us his friends. He came to do the will of the Father, the book of Hebrews says, quoting from Psalm chapter 40, and he endured such incredible personal and physical and emotional um, distress, even spiritual separation from his father, as he announced, quoting from Psalm 22, from the cross. Uh, Jesus is the one that we look to for direction and for guidance and also for strength. But that strength and sacrifice includes joy. Uh, the writer of Hebrews in chapter 12 says, For the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross and scorned its shame, and now is seated at the right hand of the Father. That He promises us the same as we consider him our friend and seek to obey his will, even if it costs us something, even if we have to risk something to be obedient to Jesus. That's what friends do. That's what our friend Jesus did uh, for us. And so Jesus, our friendship with Christ is based on the new life he has created in us and our willingness to commit 
uh, to living each day for him. I missed you last week, but not really. I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? Uh, we had our wonderful grandchildren from Maryland here with us for a couple of days. They don't start school until after Labor Day this weekend, uh, or actually they've started it this week. And, and uh, so they were still off from school last week and we had them for a couple of days and our daughter and son-in-law from Maryland and uh, and then we were able to meet up with our other daughter and her family in in Arlington and uh, and our granddaughter our little princess uh, Ella May or May as she likes to be called now was baptized this past Thursday afternoon and that's such a, a wonderful wonderful thing and that begins that new life in Christ it begins that friendship with Jesus that considers him uh, the friend above all others. Uh, it's not like uh, earthly friendships, it's similar, uh, but uh, there's a point in time where you say, Jesus truly is my best friend. No one else died to save me from my sins, Jesus did. And so we see him having lived out his statement, no one has greater love than this, that they would lay down their lives for their friends. But a, a, a thing about friendship with Jesus is that it doesn't just call us to sacrifice. It calls us, it, it allows us to be at peace and to have uh, joy. There are times in our lives when uh, our peace is simply based on conditions, but Jesus offers us that peace that is, is far greater. Uh, in John 16, he says, you know, people are going to uh, persecute you and cause you to suffer, possibly even take your life, he tells his apostles, uh, thinking they are doing service to God. And so Jesus says at the end of that great chapter, John 16, I told you these things so that in me you might have peace. In the world you'll have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So the peace that Jesus offers as our friend uh, is not based on circumstances. It's not based on what's going on in our lives right now. It's not based on uh, if people like us or not. It's not based on our looks. It's not based on our wealth. It's not based on our health. It's not based on family or location or age or anything like that. It is based on our friendship with Christ. And that's where we get our peace. My peace I give to you. Jesus says in this section of John, uh, not like the world gives do I give to you. I give you a peace, as Paul would write in Philippians 4, that surpasses all understanding. I've been uh, preaching from Philippians over the past few weeks, and this week on Sunday we'll be in Philippians 3, that great, great passage that talks about the righteousness of God and the purpose in life. And uh, Paul says, this one thing I do, <laughs> uh, I forget about the past, whether it's good or bad, and strain toward what is ahead, uh, and I press on toward my heavenly home. We have the same purpose. That is our purpose as well. And that's a great passage that I can't wait to preach from this coming Sunday. And then the following Sunday, we'll be in that chapter 4 of Philippians. Uh, where he says, rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. Writing from jail, writing from prison, probably in Rome, waiting for his appeal to the Supreme Court of his day, the Roman Emperor Caesar him, uh, uh, Nero himself, to be able to um, see if he would be freed. And he wasn't sure as he writes to the Philippians, but he says, either way I win, to live is Christ, to die is gain. That great statement in Philippians 1 
verse 20. That's what being a friend of Jesus really means. It means whether things are going well for me or not, I'm going to continue to be his friend. I'm going to continue to stand up for my friend. Uh, that's what friendship with Jesus means. He stood up for us, went to the cross for us. So now he calls us to do the same uh, for him in obedience to his word. Um, we lay everything out before our friend, before Christ, knowing that that peace that passes all comprehension and understanding uh, will guard us uh, in our Savior and our friend, Christ Jesus. That's why Jesus can say in John 14, uh, don't let your heart be troubled. Uh, in my Father's house are many mansions. If I'm going there to prepare a place for you, and if I'm going to prepare a place for you, I'll come back and get you. And what a great promise that is, so that we can be with the Lord um, forever. You know, we, as, as Jesus is our friend, he calls on us uh, to live obediently uh, to him. In fact, John 15 speaks much about that as well, saying, if you love me, then you will keep my commandments. He says that several times in this passage. And so we live out that faith as the passage in Philippians 2, uh, we looked at this past Sunday, says continue working out your salvation. doesn't mean that we do the work for it. We're saved, and so now we continue to live out that salvation. And, that's, and, and it is God who is at work in us, Paul writes in that very next verse in Philippians chapter 2. Uh, sometimes the most difficult person to be around is the person who claims that they're a follower of Jesus and yet they don't live that way. And that's hard. That's hard. Think of yourself, uh, the times when you've been betrayed by a friend. Well, that's what's going on there. If someone says that they're a follower of Jesus, a disciple of Christ, a friend of Jesus, and yet uh, they treat him as an enemy and they don't uh, seem to care about his word and his will. Uh, that's not a true friend at all, is it? Um, we are to look to Jesus and rather than ourselves, and that gets back to that word sacrifice, to be willing to give our, our way up so that Jesus will have his way uh, with us. That's what he told us in the Sermon on the Mount. Um, when he said, I've not come to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. And he says, I tell you the truth, unless your righteousness surpasses that of your religious leaders, the scribes or teachers of the law and Pharisees, you won't enter the kingdom of God. Because Jesus had come to fulfill that law and to make it something that uh, they observed from their heart and to be able to seek to do that, to glorify their friend and their Savior. And that's what we seek to do. We seek to live in such a way that our friend, Jesus, our Savior, Christ the Lord, is glorified because of our lives and because of our actions. I hope and pray that as you go throughout this week that you'll remember uh, Jesus is your friend. He has called you friend. And that's a great, great blessing. And it's not something that we deserve. It's not something that we can earn, but it is something that we can be grateful for. And that gratitude should be seen in the lives that we live. And when it is, that friend, our friend, our Savior Jesus will give us 
that peace, and that joy that he has promised. God bless you all, and I look forward to seeing you this coming Thursday at 3 o'clock.